and welcome back to another episode of the Wonky Adult Handbook. I am your fabulous host, Emily, and today I've got something a little bit different. So obviously lockdown has been quite a weird time for people in relationships. I feel like it's either like brought people to a breaking point where they're like literally ripping each other's hair out or they're really close and yeah, have a better understanding of each other. But one thing that is done for certain with a lot of people that I know is it's kind of like risen to the surface issues and questions that don't normally come up in normal life. Um, so I thought it would be interesting to kind of put myself in a bit of a vulnerable position, but also explore all of those things that you usually put basically to the surface. So I've got my boyfriend here today, Rory. Hi, thanks, Emily. <laughs> Don't be weird. <laughs> it's a good introduction. So yeah, it's fine. I might... um, but we... <laughs> this was really weird to do, by the way. Um, but we're basically going to be challenging each other, or rather, I'm going to be challenging him, and we'll be discussing it together, uh, to talk about all of those questions that you're usually too scared to ask about in a monogamous relationship. So do you want to tell them about yourself? Yeah, so all... Yes, Dean Emily's boyfriend is one thing, but yeah. I also, yeah, um, I currently, uh, well, I work for a big pharmaceutical firm. I know some <laughs> people don't really find that very interesting, but I work as a business analyst for uh, AstraZeneca. So it's a, it's a pharmaceutical firm in the UK who are, are making the Oxford vaccine. So people have seen them on the news. And yeah, my background, I'm kind of into science and tech, so it'll probably explain the cynicism of things I have to say. So I think it's, it kind of works out quite well in the relationship, to be fair. So yeah, I'm ho- hoping to add a bit more of a, I don't know, what should we call it? Realist view. Realist scientific viewpoint yeah. from the topics that we discuss. And then Emily will be is obviously a much more creative, expressive Aww, individual. Thanks, so she mate. she's probably going to make it a lot more interesting. But yeah. Oh, don't be silly. Don't so, be silly. <laughs> But I think monogamy and relationships are a really top, interesting topic. To yeah, talk definitely. About. Um, and I think what I'm most interested in this topic is, you know, where did monogamy come from? It's it's a, quite a significant permeating idea. It's it's we see it in most mainstream religions, and I don't think it can be a coincidence or accident. So there must be some value it's in that worked idea. Worked for quite a long time. I know it deserves some retainment. Is, yeah. is it something that we should have encouraged in modern society, or yeah. you know, is it a dying idea? Yeah. I think if you can look at it from a technical point of view you know as people at our age you look at facebook you know if a couple gets married everyone's all praise and joy there's plenty of comments everyone's congratulating yeah but when someone's going through a breakup it's maybe something that people feel sad about it's it's an end of something it's you know it's it's sadness and somberness kind of usually are feelings attached to breakups Mm. so you know, is is monogamy a good thing then? If, if, are we destined for to just to be, you know be heartbroken? Is it something? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely cynical. <laughs> yeah. So you should just enjoy the moment. But it's something that evolutionary biologists and anthropologists have been studying for years, and I don't think there's any clear answer on you know where did monogamy really come from? Is no. it is it is it important for human beings to be monogamous? Because we are you know one of few many species of animals that practice monogamy. So I'm going to be talking about you know whether that's a good thing yeah to whether it works whether it works in a society that's moving so rapidly in terms of relationships I think especially like because we've got so many different types of relationships now I feel like we've both explored different types of relationships as well we've not just been in monogamous relationships like when we met we were both single and like we were both very keen to keep things open and to kind of like still do our own thing before we became official 
And I feel like that's an exploration of a different type of relationship. And that worked, like it, I, whether it would work as a structure first now, because we're so much closer, that's a different idea. But I feel like at that particular point, that relationship worked for the stage that we were in. So would monogamy have worked so soon then? I'd have said no. Um, so on that note, my first question for you, Rory, is, and it's a bit of a weird pedantic one, but what is your current version of an ideal relationship structure? And would you say this is something that like changes rapidly according to like different relationships you're in with different people? Okay, um, good start. Okay, so I mean, I guess the, the quick answer is I, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, um, it's something I've more been, human answer. It's something that I've been wondering for a long t- period of time because you know. I guess when we think about friendships, friendships seem to be to be the most durable form of relationship. Yeah. You know, I've, they're I've, so easy to maintain as well. They don't like require loads of maintenance. Yeah, exactly. Obviously, you, know? you have to show respect and you have to see them regularly, but they're not like someone you need to. I, I think for most friendships that we have, we don't need to like constantly inject time into them in the same way that you do need to with the romantic relationship. I'd say, like, yeah, they course. don't require the same. They're quite loosely structured. Yeah, and and let's let's say that the kind of assumption is we want our relationships to last. I think that's mm. quite a you know assumption yeah. people want. We want something that you know if you if you like somebody in any way, you get value from mm-hmm. them. It'd be nice if that could last for a long time. And what I've noticed is is my friends friends they, they last a long time. Maybe that's because yeah. I'm not very good to be in a relationship with. But oh, <laughs> no, that's right. a joke. But um, <laughs> you know, I look at you know my best friend. You know, I we I don't speak to him for years. You know, I, I don't yeah. need to put any effort in there. But he's always got my back. Because the connection there is always there. And it's it's like yeah. it, it seems to me like a pure form of relationship that's durable. And and that to me looks like is is that the structure that we should go for? But then yeah. So what would that structure be? Like to be specific. Like I know I've said it's quite loose, but like think of like an ideal friendship you have. How would that how would that look as a romantic relationship? So that's a difficult one. Can can you can you kind of integrate yeah. the two? And I think that's what this whole kind of discussion is going to be around isn't does it? monogamy suck that aspect away like exactly. are you forced into a certain structure with monogamy like because we've definitely changed since we've been i think for the better but like all like like my all of my opinions aside the structure has like changed like i feel like when we were dating and we were friends and there was like no like label we were definitely like more prone to like not get jealous, not get freaked out. We didn't feel like we had, obviously I don't believe that monogamy should be owning a person, but like you do develop that slight sense of ownership. And and obviously the idea is to try and work against that and not to be possessive and to give your partner freedom. But like everyone kind of develops those uncomfortable emotions. Yeah, and like, it comes with vulnerability. Would you say that monogamy has sucked that away? Or would you say it's natural, like just feelings developing? Because I could argue it's monogamy. Yeah, I mean, like the structure like to, puts pressure I completely agree. And mm-hmm. I sometimes wonder, can you have a monogamous kind of romantic relationship that, you know, a lot of us do, yeah. but also have that kind of durability of a friendship? Can can you have something that will last beyond when the lust goes or, you know, yeah. when times are tough? Or maybe if one of you has to move away for a long period of time, can you retain That's that level of That's always something durability? I think about, yeah. And I have that with a lot of my friends, you know, I have close friends, and it's so easy. There's no effort yeah. to be done that. But if, you know, if you if I went to work in yeah. another country for six months, it's it would so be strange. And I think a lot for a lot of people, it has to almost have an ending. I feel like, like when your actual structure and relationship changes as well, like like physical structure, like if you're no longer living in the same town or same country even, that changes the structure of your relationship, whether you like it or not. Like that's really tough to maintain. Cause I remember with my ex, I was gonna move to like 
Scotland and we were having to talk about logistics and stuff, I think if you moved for like, or even moved in together, that changes the structure. Like if we stayed in London, moved in together or like marriage, or like, I feel like everything, like every physical change has such a huge impact on like the relationship you're in and the structure moves with that and it either becomes more monogamous or becomes more open or yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I mean exactly so it's 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 a it's a confusing one you know what does an ideal relationship look like but I think yeah. there's some key themes in that that I think are quite common in any positive relationship and for me it's communication, mm-hmm. communication. cliche I know and honesty yeah, so um you know if you can communicate in a way that's effective you understand mm-hmm. each other are feeling you can respect each other's boundaries mm-hmm. these are kind of these are the things that translate in all relationships or your yeah. parents your your, your, your your friendship and they, it's the same with a romantic relationship mm-hmm. there has to be a level of understanding and communication there honesty uh, and honesty comes yeah paired with that you know you're not communicating properly if you're not honest it's mm-hmm. you just don't have the communication there do you? yeah or, that's when you end up being like <laughs> like fake nice and your partner can always sniff it out like i've definitely done that in the past like i don't know would you say that dishonesty is your biggest form of betrayal yeah so like if I was I guess, dishonest to you would that be like number one like wow like yeah um for me I don't I mean I'm you quite don't even white lie to be fair you're really blunt yeah I'm quite I'm fairly flexible I don't have a lot of d- demands in a relationship no, don't. I, don't, I don't ask a lot I don't think but honesty for me is is number one um, yeah you don't yeah you literally won't lie about like literally yeah, anything I can't so, so blunt. It's, it's a fundamental <laughs> kind of <laughs> like boundary have like yeah. honestly just has to be there i know yeah. it sounds cliche, you'd appreciate right you'd rather hear it and like literally get hurt yeah <laughs> well i think the main reason is because that because the world is quite a scary and dangerous place yeah you know it's everything is quite always very optimistic <laughs> we're not we're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow you yeah. know i think it can be quite scary especially yeah. in modern times definitely um and so for you your partner shouldn't add to that like misunderstanding or, mm. or, or kind of not knowing or you know, they, they should they should make you feel, you know, that you understand the world. They're there to more, lift you up. And, and, yeah. And you don't want to feel confused and, and no. you, know, you can't trust what they say. I think as soon as that goes, I mean, there's no relationship once the honesty goes. It, wow. You, no, I, I get you. That That's true, though. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Actually, on that note, how often would you say you felt, like, let down by a certain type of relationship structure? So, like, would you say, how often would you look back on, like, a relationship, like, any, like, or just a bad point, like, maybe in our relationship or any relationship we've ever had, and been, like, that was the structure of the relationship that really let us down there, like, we could have communicated that better. Or, like, if you don't want to use your own examples, like, could you give an example, a general example of that? Like, so, like, seeing, um, like, two people being let down by a relationship structure. Yes, that's an interesting one. Now... It's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one to answer, but I think my my viewpoint on this it might sound cynical, but I think, you know, the traditional romantic monogamous relationship, Yeah, it's a structure that is, it can be, it, it requires effort. It, it, it's something that's, it, you know, you have to constantly communicate, you have to yeah. understand each other's boundaries. It, it's not easy, you know, you know, it's not the same as just, mm. you know, hanging around maybe a mate. I think there's, there's a level of... Um, What's the right word? It's a complex thing that requires work. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'm going to kind of give a scientific explanation here, so it might get Go a bit. Go for it. it might get a, a bit to me. It might get a bit. <laughs> They'll actually learn something. Yeah, it might get a bit. Messy, <laughs> but so if you think about relationships, they're they're, they're a structure, aren't they? There's yeah. two people coming together, and 
it's it's highly ordered an ordered system it requires work it doesn't just exist on its own like mm-hmm. it's it, it's an ordered structured system now we have a law in in in, in physics called we have the thermodynamic laws oh you love this one <laughs> now the second law of thermodynamics states that entropy of the universe will always increase now you're yeah. gonna think well what does entropy mean entropy is the the measure of disorder yeah. Now, it's oh, a, I love this one. It's, no, it's I a, know about this. It's a this. fundamental yeah. law in science that beautiful. ordered systems tend to, without work, go to disorder. It's, yeah. If you don't tidy your room for a week and you don't put any effort in there, it will turn into so a disorder. So it's kind of like mess. a beautiful inevitability for like our state of being. Like We're like a blip in the middle of that. Yeah, so I think the like... second law of en- entropy or second law of thermodynamics yeah. pains quite well to relationships too. If you don't put effort into a relationship, it it, it will fade away. Yeah, yeah, it will it'll go it away. Will it's an ordered structure down. similar to it's like not cleaning a room exactly. for months. It will just become disordered. Yeah, it'll become disordered. It will tend to disorder yeah. if left unattended. Now, the the, the the cynical part of the second law of thermodynamics. Oh, I disorder if left unattended. Yeah, <laughs> it states that eventually <laughs> the world will and you know completely yeah. go to disorder. Everything yeah. that we see is, is a I find that quite comforting, though. <laughs> like, I'm quite irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, we are. I mean, our, you know, the, the the Earth will go into the sun in, in, yeah. in many years' time, and then, you know, it, yeah. the the universe ends in complete disorder and heat death. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And we won't go down that yeah, rabbit hole, nice. but the, I guess the point I'm make, making is is very, if a relationship is very ordered, it, it is difficult ah, to maintain. So you feel like ordered relationships are the type of structure that tend to let you down? Yes, so okay. that's the point. If there's a okay. high level of, of order to a relationship, I find that difficult to maintain. I get you. So so what do you mean by order? Like loads and loads of like so, rules? I think, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, you, everyone has to be respectful of each other's boundaries. Yeah, yeah, I think, when you impose a lot of rules on your mm. partner, I think that can lead to, uh, you know, that will, I don't think that relationship will last very long. Mm. And I, I know there's many things that will, will can cause relationships to, like, break, to down. break down. But I think if you try and make it extremely ordered in the sense where you're not, there's no flexibility, you don't allow your partner to grow, you don't allow them to try mm. new things, you know, within limits, of oh, course. Oh, that's quite good, though. It means that you're putting your partner's needs, like, you you, you thrive off of seeing your partner thrive. And that kind of takes your ego out of it. Because it's like, I guess, like, yeah, like, back to, like, um, like what kind of relationship structure you're talking about, ordered ones. I feel like if... <laughs> the mic looks really funny looking at me like that. I feel like... Um, what was I saying? Like being too egotistical and 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 basing the structure of a relationship which i often see around two people's egos and just their love for each other like their own selfish love for each other i mean the feelings of like wanting to like hold and possess and desire someone i guess like those relationships tend to kind of fizzle out more because they aren't really thinking about their partner's needs they're thinking about their partner's needs in relation to their own needs mm-hmm. they're not separating that person and going actually this is a human being and i'm in love with a human being no, exactly. um so yeah there's too much structure in general but also very much centered around their own needs i don't want you to fuck other people because i don't want you to fuck other people not because i care about what you're gonna do obviously i'm taking a very cynical approach to it but like it is generally that's where jealousy and possessiveness comes from, right? It comes from the self. Yeah. Like the person you can't actually cause jealousy for me. I have to, I have to like experience force in relation to jealousy. Yeah. If you understand, you're not actually responsible for my jealousy. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, I guess 
in that structure like yeah that is egotistical so you're you're kind of implying that it's good to think about the relationship long term for both of you yeah. like go um, oh that person if I love them I need to see them happy I can't just see them with me like for years and years like just doing what I want I need to see them like yeah yeah so yeah I think to, to summarize a lot of that up mm. it's to say well what structure you know what relationship structures let you down in the past and it's been the ordered romantic ones to be honest because if, yeah. if I tell you about my, you know my, my long-lasting friendship with my best friend Mike yeah you listen to this oh, you know I, I, we know we don't speak that often you know we we, we have a very close relationship yeah you guys are well close you chat and like it doesn't require a lot of it's not very no, intense. He's quite chill. and you can look at that and go well of course you know a romantic relationship is going to be more ordered and tense and that. mm. that's what relationships but are. are the stakes as high there I mean you don't really want to fuck Mike okay. from my knowledge <laughs> of course not but I think the point I'm trying to make is, is yeah the ones that have lasted the longest are the ones that aren't as very strict and ordered so, okay. that, so you know if, I, if I'm dating somebody in a very serious romantic yeah. relationship you know you you have you you see them you see them often you, yeah you spend you've got to put so much energy in it's 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 a very kind of intense strict relationship well yeah. strict's probably a very cynical word to use, i don't but... think so i think like relationships are naturally quite strict in terms of like the time and energy because yeah. they fizzle without it romantic like ones, they yeah. do man like if, if i just didn't like see you and just didn't respond to you for like a week you'd be it, like it would, are you all right yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. just not normal because there's so, like an unsaid rule. So on that note, talking about long-term relationships, like, I don't know. I, I feel like the word long-term can mean so many different things. Because I've been in like, my longest relationship was three years and I thought that was long-term, but it's like, you know, not very long in the grand scheme of things. And I say like, we're in quite a long-term serious relationship. Mm-hmm. But like, obviously after a while, like luckily we've not, we've not hit this point yet and hopefully that won't happen for a while but it's, it's like inevitable at some point I think so at some point in your life I'm very full of monogamy so like I really am I'm not very monogamous unless it's like the right person like I will happily kind of just like freely date people but when it's someone that I really really strongly connect to I, I like it to be monogamous like I like to you know just not sleep with other people not flirt with other people just have like a just us do generally as a structure but I don't like too many rules like I feel like people that are like I don't like you know I feel like our fantasies are our own so like we can lust over other people we can kind of like find other people attractive we can be able to chat about that joke about that I think that's quite healthy personally that's like my my idea and like obviously have like be friends with whoever if you want to be friends with an ex like as long as you're respectful like that's fine but like after a while you tend to like I do think lust fades like over time I've never like got to that point in a relationship before but we have friends, very good friends, don't we? Like that have had open relationships and it's worked for them. If you suddenly like, okay, actually I'm going to rephrase the question. Do you feel like it's healthy to discuss things like desire with a partner? Like to be very honest and to be like, mm-hmm. look, I fancy someone. It doesn't mean I don't love you. I still want to be with you. But obviously like, I've just been like sleeping with you for like, fuck, like 10 years, like, or however long it takes. Like, do you think yeah. that's important? And could you do that? So I, yeah, this is a good. Can be brutally honest, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the quick answer is I think it is healthy, and it goes back to the point. Oh, of, good. The point of honesty before it's, I think honesty over ego for me in relationships. Yeah. So, you know, honesty I think over ego. I people like have different tolerance levels, so I think yeah, hundred percent. You do have to respect that, and you have to respect boundaries. So you know, I think. You can't just be like, I want to fuck. You came in, you're like, I want to fuck. Yeah, that if I just girl, came in, like, like, oh, by the way, goodbye. I'm, like, I'm just sleeping with somebody else. <laughs> like, yeah. 
you have to respect each other's relationships. So some yeah. people would think maybe chatting to someone else in a club, that, that's you know, wrong. That's, you know, you should never have eyes for that. And that, that's a fair enough point. I feel like that's really, really, really like, so such a flimsy idea yeah. to assume that we are never going to find other people attractive. People yeah. that tend to go down that road really scare me. Like I like I like monogamy because it's a commitment. The commitment is what's beautiful. It's yeah. like going, it's like going, oh, do you know what? I like all sweets, but I've decided that I'm just gonna stick to you because do you know what you're my favorite sweet? Like it's kind of like doing that, it's going, obviously I'd like to try different sweets, but you're great. And do you know what? You're you just about sustain like it's it's like going, I'm gonna like put my desires aside and commit to you and make you really happy. Not I don't have any desires. Yeah. <laughs> like, I find that quite freakish. Yeah, so I think going back to to the, to the point. Mm. Going back to the point, like, do you feel like, do you feel like it's... So, yeah, is it is it healthy to do so? Well, I'm... I, so, as I say, I think, I think it is healthy to do so with, yeah. if you respect each other's boundaries. Yeah. And I think partly because people don't like to be you know to be put in boxes we don't like when we're told mm. we're not allowed to do something mm. and as soon as you tell someone you can't do something then you know, have that feeling where i, I want to do that yeah. now so you know i i personally don't want to be a figure to my to my partner i don't want them to become that to me you know a, a kind of authoritative parent or teacher who i can't have a free conversation with yeah and i think providing we're both respectful and honest i don't think any to- topic should ever be censored yeah um and obviously it but can it's be, easier it can be than done though because we have that rule but then we go like we definitely try and do that but there's definitely been times in our relationship where we've like really really overstepped a boundary even by just starting one of those conversations yeah like um, and mis- misunderstanding a boundary like it's really hard it's a gamble isn't it like obviously you try but it, things like jealousy and stuff like jealousy even just fear comes in the way yeah so i think listening to this i mean i mean people probably listening to this and thinking god are they having? Are they? Are they? Are they probably just like going around sleeping with other people? No. Oh my god. We've literally <laughs> of course not. not. I think it's important. No. I think it's clear. We should probably. We've not slept with it. Like no, we're, we're very monogamous. <laughs> by the way, we're ironic. in a very monogamous yeah. relationship, and yeah. you know we've agreed that cheating is, is completely unse- unacceptable. Yeah. I think. I think it, it's nice to know that if either of us get any sort of desire to, yeah. you know, about another person, we we talk openly about it. Yeah. And we express it, um, you know, together and and, and and figure out how that makes us both feel. Yeah. Um. And it doesn't need to come into like, oh, let's just end this relationship. Yeah. And that's like, that's quite comforting, isn't it? It's like, it if I, if, if you see a, like a hot guy in a shop, right? Yeah. And you, and you, and you, um, you, you came to me and was like, look, I would, already... by the way, my attraction is never like, I saw a hot guy yeah, in the shop. I, I have a bit more depth to me than that. Yeah, it wasn't a very <laughs> I good I saw idea. a hot guy in a shop, Rory, and I'm going to go and fuck him. Like... But I think if you develop, okay, let's <laughs> be a bit more serious. If I develop like lust for someone and I was like, yeah. Rory... I really love you, but I look like it's been a while. So let's say it's been four years. And I was just like, do you know what? You're really great. I feel like this is going somewhere like really long term. I could see where you would like potentially forever. Like we're like really in love. Um, and then I'm like, do you know what? I just, I really want to have an experience. I just want to have an experience. I'll be a really honest. Like, I just, and it needs to be on my own. Like I need, to, if we're going to like be doing this, I don't know what we, where we'd be then. If we're going to be like continuing this, I just need to like try things out. Mm-hmm. That would be you wouldn't get angry. About no, that. you're. I, I, I'm not. I'm going to be honest. That would be a tough thing to hear. Of I course, think it would be yeah. Fair no, I but, find it fucking tough. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I'd rather, I'd rather you yeah. know that I'm willing to have that conversation. I think it shows so much respect. And, and I would rather you did. You came to me and said that. Yeah. Then 
then you kind of just did it and then we're like oh fuck I found out like, now, like a couple months down like, you got cheated on yeah and I horrible. think a relationship can last with that honesty so yeah if you came to me and said that and then you went away and had a kind of a fling with this guy mm. and we didn't we had a, our relationship changed I would still in the future consider you know getting back into a more oh, structured relationship that's so nice. because the honesty still there it's we're just we're, we're human beings we're, we're yeah. very dynamic we change opportunities come elsewhere yeah. you know feelings change and I've, if the honesty's there and the respect's there, you know, it, that relationship can continue long term for me. do you not think, what I think is really good about you is that one, like, one compliment I'll give you is you do not get carried away with your brain. Like, when you're, like, you're not, you're so pragmatic, you don't, like, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like I have this joke sometimes going with you, like, if anyone was to, like, I'd be the you'd be the one that like ran off with like a girl that's like just really hot and has like a really good ass. And I'd be the one that like felt like you just weren't listening to me and like fell like randomly like for someone else. Like it would be two different things. Mm-hmm. I feel like your head is so screwed on. And actually, I make a joke, but I feel like mine is like that as well. Like you just don't get like weirdly like overly you don't romanticize things that aren't there you know some people like they get a little bit of lust for someone they're like oh my god they must be the love of my life you're like I think they're fit that's it like you're just very like in touch with yourself in that way whereas so I think Mm. you'd be quite a safe person to have that experience with not to say like that that can't happen but yeah I mean again to sum it up you know (laughs) Is it healthy to discuss things like desire with a partner? I, I think the clear answer for me is yes. Yeah. Um, and I think if you aren't this way, then for me personally, I think... You're shit. <laughs> no, I'm joking. You're wrong. No, you're really and, not. No, I think I think if you weren't this way for me, I think the urges would probably arise more because, you know, yeah, I'd be inclined to definitely. filter my conversation. And again, yeah. that's breaking the honesty principle. I don't think that's healthy. So, yeah, you're very honest. You know, given that we can talk about lust yeah. and, and accept that it's like a human emotion, it, it, it makes... the any urges that any I think I have, and we all get yeah. urges towards other people. You don't have them really as much, or mm. is it any street strong no. degree? Because I think it's more people want to indulge in things they can't do, and because yeah. we're open, it says look, you're allowed to lust over people. It it actually made me maintains a healthy that's level how I feel because I know that we can like have those honest conversations and like be able to kind of just be like real with each other. It makes me just kind of not want them like I'm very settled I feel, I feel quite free I don't feel like stuck in a box or anything like yeah it just it just doesn't really like bother me mm-hmm. I don't know like what would be <laughs> your biggest red flag for like a problem in our monogamy relationship like this structure has to fucking change like if I could do something like, if you ever want to know what your boyfriend's really thinking, girls, just get him on a podcast. Um, but like, joking. <laughs> like, what would your love would be like a red flag in our relationship? <laughs> like, I mean, there's so from many, monogamy. I mean, okay, not just ours. Any. Yeah. I think there's there's so many, isn't it? You, there could be loads of different yeah. things. You could be um. Because for me, it would be like severe, severe, like lack of communication and possessiveness to the point where they're just like, you're not wearing that tonight. Yeah, I mean, of course, that'd be the red flag. You don't controlling is never is never a no. good flag, is it? It's just not attractive. I think well. insecurity is a t- is a tough one for people. Um, yeah. You know, if your partner's really insecure, I think it can yeah. automatically. It, it sounds a bit mean that one, doesn't it? You know, it's like I don't think that's fair. Down. I don't think I don't think it's insecurity. It's at all unattractive. I think it's very 
it's okay to be insecure. I think it's not okay to continuously project your insecurity onto your partners to the point where you're punishing them yeah, of course. for being. There comes like jealousy. I feel like that is it? wrong. I feel like having thoughts and insecurities. Like I don't. I try not to believe in things like positive and negative thoughts. I think all thoughts are there to help you identify how you feel, and how you feel is never wrong. It's just a physical sensation in your body, and it's just signals in your brain, and it's just you being present with yourself. And I, I don't think you should kind of segregate that. But like you can work out what isn't isn't good for you emotion wise, like as a projection that you're receiving. Like if, if someone starts projecting like anger onto you all the time and they're obviously like hitting you, that's that's a red flag. And that yeah, tends to occur in monogamy. I don't want to like speak out of without I don't actually have a statistic on this, so please correct me if I'm wrong. But I've mainly known of monogamous relationships to involve violence, but I'm sure they can exist in like other structures, but I can see why they would exist in that kind of structure. Yeah um but yeah so what so yeah what i mean there's, there's some classic ones like you know finding yeah. other people a lot more attractive than your partner jealousy possessiveness mm -hmm. i think these are kind of cliche ones but again going back to the the other point again mm -hmm. it's just it's, it's dishonesty you know if i mm -hmm. i deliberately try to give partners you know maximum freedom to lust fancy yeah. do whatever they want providing there's a constant level of transparency and honesty yeah. uh, which ensures we're respecting our boundaries uh, yeah. that we have at the time and yeah. if, if that is ever broken for me that's just an enormous red flag yeah and you know how, how can you build a relationship if, if you can't trust somebody i just i how, find that yeah. one extreme how are you build. comfortable to be fair though like i've i have been in relationships with people that i didn't trust and it is doable because you're constantly fighting to build trust like if it's someone you really love but it just isn't the same like you just don't feel settled you feel like you're just not good enough to like and I'm sure it's been the same for you at some point. I don't know. Like, you can't date someone you just don't trust. You you have to. I feel like an important one is like, yeah, like, actually, it's in a different question. So I'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, go on. What were you saying? No, I was just saying, yeah, I mean, the honesty one is the key one yeah. for me. Um... So I have a question for you. How would you feel about your, don't worry, this isn't indirect, this isn't me asking, this is objective. How would you feel if your like, girlfriend wanted a threesome? Could you do that ever? All right. <laughs> like, if I was like, Rory, I want to have a threesome, what would you say? So, yeah, so, it's a, it, so the, the quick answer to this one would be, it sounds better than it probably would be. Yeah, I've heard that, to be fair. So... <laughs> <laughs> you know it sounds really great i think human beings we we we, we are creatures of gratification so we, yeah. we we love to have people like adore us and like mm. fancy us and threesome what that promises is that you may have multiple you may have two of those people adoring you mm -hmm. <laughs> and and we we really lost after that as, as, as human beings um but i think it depends what the context of the threesome is. So if it's with a partner, I think it gets quite complicated. I can't imagine doing it. I'm so scared that the reality would be really painful for me. Yeah, I think the partner like, is going to be ouch. quite emotionally painful because of yeah. jealousy. and. I mean, this is just us speaking, by the way. It's based on like, our own feelings. Like, uh, every relationship is different and some people are able to do it. But can you imagine? That feels so out of, like, sync for me to say that now if I was like let's have a threesome like, I don't really want one like I'm pretty happy with just you but like imagine if I just said like Rory I want a threesome like that would sound crazy right now I not like wrong yeah, yeah, but like I mean, crazy but anyway I mean I think what happens in relationships is 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 we you start off with that lustful period of of you know complete you know the hormones or the serotonin adrenaline's rushing you mm. want to rip the clothes off and I think we all know that eventually it it it, it, it subsides somewhat 
Um, yeah. And I think what a lot of people do is they, they is threesome is an easy way of spicing things up in a yeah. relationship. Um, so, it, yeah, I agree. It can be a really healthy thing. Um, How would you deal difficult. with that? Yeah, because you have to make sure both people are happy. Like, you can't just invite someone into your, like, marriage bed for the, for the night and be like let's 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 like you can't treat them like an added on kink like you have to, unless they want to be treated that way but like you have to kind of give them a level of respect and make sure they feel comfortable but yeah. I do think like you have to put your part you have to prioritize your partner's needs like more than your own to some degree like you can't like I couldn't be like right I'm gonna pick someone that you're very threatened by and I'm just gonna have them in I make you deal with it and I'm just going to bang them the whole time and you're just going to sit there and watch. Like, it yeah. has to be, like, really generous and yeah. make sure that the other person feels comfortable. Yeah. So, I mean, my golden rule here is if I was to ever have a threesome in a relationship, it would, empowerment, it comes first. Mm-hmm. So as long as everyone in this scenario feels empowered, then yeah. I think it can work. So, you know, if, if me and you was to have one, say, I, I would take, I would the things I would do to make you feel empowered would be, you know, you can choose, you know, who the third person is, you know, yeah. you can choose the setting, like, you can almost orchestrate it if you want in a bit of a way, because I'm, that's kind of my kind of, me giving back to you, you know, yeah. I'm allowing you to control the situation, Aww. and it's just the same with the other person as well, the added on person, like, you need to make them probably feel empowered too, like, if they make feel, feel like, nice. yeah. part, I don't know, like, find out what their needs are. They need to make me feel, me, can't speak. They need to be able, they, why can't I talk? They need to be made to feel welcome. Like they're wanted there. There can't be some resentment. I think if you're like putting your partner's knees first, that can relieve some of their awkwardness as well. Like they're like, okay, I'm definitely, because I, yeah, like (laughs) I've had friends, I can't imagine doing it. I've never had a threesome in or in, without a relationship. I've never experienced one. Um, and I, yeah, I never tried one, and you've not either, have you? Um, no, no, actually no. not, to be honest. Um, it's always, I think it's it's been a fantasy. Um, yeah, maybe if I do it's it. most young boys' fantasy. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> no, like, but as, as I say, like, in yeah. a relationship, I think it could be a lot more difficult than it would be maybe a single. I feel like it could be difficult because, like, I have loads of friends that think I'm, like, very, everyone's different, by the way, this isn't a judgment, but, like, I have a lot of friends that think I'm very lenient, like, and then I have friends that think I'm very monogamous. Like, I don't know. I think a threesome's a bit of an awkward topic because you're kind of both involved, but like, you don't know if you both want to be. Like, I don't know. Like, is it is that fun? Is it not fun? Like, would the conversation be a lot harder than than like in reality than you imagine it would be? Because we sit here and we talk, don't we? Like about like trying to be like as rational and as understanding, but you know a lot of the emotions that you develop in monogamous relationships and just any relationship structure that tends to be romantic are irrational um, yeah, because you, the stakes are high. Like by definition, the stakes are really high. You know, you're producing like, you know, like chemicals in your bodies that send you high and, you know, attachment builds and it's all oh, that oxytocin that word it. euros it's a i think it's like a great philosophical word isn't it it's like to possess no have i got that wrong i'm gonna google it actually <laughs> but yeah like i do think that threesomes are a weird one right yeah let so... me tell you let me find what the word <laughs> is because i want to know if it's like grief or not um yeah sensual passionate love euros so, no, no it's not possession it's like the passionate side of relationships yeah, go on. You can steer this away. No, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I was going to steer it somewhat. Do um, it. I think I kind of wanted to get back to, you know, where did this idea of monogamy come from? Yeah. I think what we've discussed is that we've discussed some of the benefits and some of the 
some of the somewhat challenges of monogamy. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about urges, and you know, I think we've all had the urge to, you know, we see a hot guy or girl yeah. in the street, oh, God, wow. they're hot. Like now, those are kind of internal impulsive thoughts. Now, mm. <laughs> <laughs> just seeing someone on the street and going, wow. Yeah, and when we have so those, when weird. we have those thoughts, I think yeah. we have a, a much louder thought in our head from society that tells us maybe it's impolite to go and rip the clothes off that person. Yeah. It's not appropriate. Or you might want to consent. Yeah, yeah. and consent as well. <laughs> so, so I think it's a fair statement to say that monogamy requires work and effort. Yeah, it does. Even in it? the most positive relationship imaginable. Yeah. I mean, it's going to, it requires It will some fall effort. apart without. Um, cause, and we all have lustful thoughts, which can challenge that. Now, is it human to deny those thoughts and continue to devote yourself to some monogamous relationship where you know I never, you know, I never listen to those thoughts. I don't, I don't, I don't go into them. Um, or is it more human to say, you know, screw monogamy. I'm going to go around screwing Shining whoever I want. I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I mean, evidence for this would be the divorce rate in marriage. So, yeah. You know, this is fifty percent of all marriages are divorced. Would you? Would you? What? Yeah. What's so, your opinion towards marriage? Like, do you feel like marriage is something that you want when you're older? Or I. So I'm. I don't know, but I think I'm more inclined to say yes. Oh, <laughs> we have a winner. Yes. I think I. I would. I think it's quite a, a beautiful idea. It's, yeah, it's I'd be a, a very good wife. But yeah, no, I agreed. I think. I think marriage is is a good one it's, like if it's, it's changed a lot as well it's evolved hasn't it yeah but i mean i guess the point of touch upon marriage is because i mean we have this statistic of food that all marriages end in divorce and that sounds oh what the fuck's the point of monogamy if it all ends in shit like what's the point yeah um so yeah i mean it, it's challenging it's it's you know marriage as well as a, a monogamous relationship it can be challenging too mm. so i think i want to touch upon well can we can we take a bit, bit of a deep dive in the past and think well, where 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 did this come from why yeah um i think what i want to kind of suggest is a bit of a darwinian kind of perspective and okay um it's going to become quite fundamental and probably a bit rabbitoly and and, and no, so, but anyway um it. so what, what are human beings Speak. um what what exactly are we all we are creatures you know we're, we're complex organ, mm. organisms that we, you know, we want to survive, we want to thrive, and we that's why we eat, we seek wealth, we seek shelter, we want to reproduce as well, and we, we pass on our genetic code. We're the most intelligent the form of creature as well. Yeah, and, and interestingly, scientists estimate that less than 5% of the 5,000 mammalian species um, actually practice any form of monogamy. So, you know, why is it so prevalent in our species? You know, what is it that fundamentally makes human beings... Well, we're a lot more complex and we're living in a much more complex infrastructure. Like, we've built a society for ourselves, which extends beyond the structures of, like, you know, usual mammals or living creatures. Like, you know, our ambitions are a lot more complex. We're we're circulating money around. Um, We have inner politics. We have the ability to gossip, which a lot of... These things all exist in other species, too. No, they do, but I was looking at... when When I read, like, Homo sapiens, like just the way that human beings have evolved in, res- in response to yes i have <laughs> that's a good it's a good, good book yeah it's a good book um i do read but yeah no um they have like developed further along the line and yeah like we have a very different and more complex form of mating language so yeah. it makes sense for us to try and incorporate a structure that's going to make us feel safe and going to protect us and i'm going to um, you know, we our, our world is is all kind of driven by money. So in order to maintain wealth, you know, some it would more, say. Main, some would say, but I would say John Lennon wouldn't agree. With 
Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, like, as in, like, we have, so it makes sense financially, monogamy makes sense, you know, like, a, lo- mm. a lot of people might argue the opposite, but, you know, like, sharing money, uh, helping to raise a child, nuclear structure, you could make that argument. I don't necessarily think that's the only structure that exists for a family. It's definitely the structure that I grew up in. Um, but yeah, there's there's a need for it. And because we're so much more, um, what's the word? We analyze our emotions and our emotional well-being far more. It, it makes well, more sense that we delve down. I think it would be hard to prove that empirically when mm. how, how 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 much animals analyze their emotions. Yeah. But I think what you've touched upon is something I like is, is complexity. Yeah. You think the more complex we could become, the more likely the monogamy might arise. Mm-hmm. Now that's actually an interesting one because this is quite a, 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 a kind of key idea in the scientific community that because human beings are so complex, you know, our babies can't really survive until what earliest 14 you know we can't mm-hmm. walk we can't talk until we can't we can't survive in nature we're, we're, we're useless when we're young like really mm-hmm. young whereas a lot of other mammals i don't know like think of any mammal that you've seen on a david attenborough program they a lot of them come out the womb ready to go they're, mm-hmm. they're ready to you know to start hunting yeah, they're walking yeah. around they're part of the pack they they're can, a lot more competent um within their own environment as well yeah. aren't they yeah so an argument to suggest that why you know we practice monogamy is that because we're so complex and we require nurturing by our parents to survive in, in, in the wild because we're so difficult our brains are immensely complex and our nervous system is mm. completely insanely complex it's unbelievable yeah um we have to create a safe environment for that child now some would argue that that is monogamy so you know there's there's no threat from any other sexual partners it's a very safe environment you know there's you know there's no competing males coming to eat our children but like then, would another mammalian, uh, mammalian I get, species. I get your point, but then how? But not everyone, not every. I mean, not all people can reproduce, and not all people want to have babies. So, mm-hmm. how would you like? What would your explanation be for monogamy in a society for those people? Because those people still engage in monogamy. In fact, some people engage in only monogamy, like they don't have mm-hmm. children, they don't open up a family yeah. you know like how what would the explanation for that be would it still be that comfort would it still be protecting each well, other well i think my argument or the darwinian perspective would be that it originated originally is 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 a structure to to to, to reproduce mm. now just because you're impotent or you can't have children doesn't mean that you don't want to partake in the other rituals that occur in, in society mm. you still want to practice being in a relationship you still want to do these things because you want to be part of the the, the pack of the culture yeah um but so my, I think my argument is that it Socially, originally it originally came across as an idea. It could, well, this is what one of the, the ideas is anyway. It's not my personal idea anyway. Yeah. But it's it's that monogamy was created by evolution because it's a safe environment for children, and it was passed mm. down as a genetic kind of wisdom in our in our genetic code. So those who practice monogamy were more likely to survive. Mm. Their children more likely to survive because it was a safe environment, and it got passed along as an idea that kind of exists today. So, I think it's definitely evolved beyond that, though. Of course, it's like more to an alarming, I mean, I'm just, alarming I'm, rate. No, I'm no, going no. Back to it's the origins, the, the, yeah. the point I was trying to make was where did it come from? Yeah. And, and this is what I'm trying to understand. Now, this isn't the only explanation. Um, another uh, kind of prominent idea along along the scientific community is that it. Um, well, as I said before, it's 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 safer for children. It increases survival rate and, and, and decreases the likelihood of infanticide. Yeah. And the murdering of babies by other dominant males. <laughs> if, the, if the guy sticks around, like, charming. Back in the old, back in the old <laughs> days. Um, 
And and some scientists argue that monogamy evolved by reducing within group conflict between between mammals. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of ideas about this. But taking so if we're gonna look at, I don't know, like if we if we're gonna obviously. Uh, genders evolving every day and there's you know a multitude of genders and identities emerging but if we're going to take it back to our own experiences which is growing up as like a cis woman and a cis man Mm. why did you feel pressure to be monogamous when you were younger because I can definitely say as a cis woman I felt a lot of pressure to be subservient to be you know to to find a boyfriend um to settle down you know I got it a lot from extended members of family and that kind of thing it's always kind of like an inner joke and I I think it's it's natural it's just a society that we're in I have a lot of problems with it Mm. but yeah like how what would you say the pressures were that you faced as a cis male growing up like what so I think anecdotally speaking we males and Mm. I'm referring to cis males here Yeah, yeah, yeah um we as we we don't receive such pressure mm-hmm. um, I think it's quite anecdotal that you know when mm-hmm. we're younger we get high five when we sleep with a lot of women like so you feel you like it, it it adds to that lad culture it it, it kind of mm. yeah like it well I think it's important to understand where does that cult- it is it is cultural it's culturally driven yeah where does that come from you know why why you know, I think we all know back in school, men were given a high five and they yeah. sit down, and women were slut shamed. I think that's something yeah, that we can all relate to. Definitely. Somewhat. And if you were, if you were, if you were like, I mean, I think, yeah, it, it's crazy because the gender roles are like, I think, is a really positive thing, becoming more and more blurred. Um, hopefully, that's you know what a lot of feminist movements are really aiming towards. But I think that. There is a reason, like why why men, why cis men in particular, like really do feel pressured to sleep around. Like I see it everywhere. I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, there's every a biological department. reason. There a biological so reason. the biological reason is if you think what is it, what you know, um, what is did, did we not talk about this before? I don't think we did. So no. a woman essentially, um, I'm talking very fundamentally here, yeah. biologically. Please, so this yeah, doesn't represent my political views. Or yeah, I'm yeah, kind yeah. of giving a Darwinian perspective. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. a woman, you know, how how a woman we discussed before that. Traditionally, males want to survive. We reproduce. Yeah. That's the assumption I'm based this argument that we, we just want to reproduce. Just yeah. On the so sex. a woman to reproduce, obviously the, the, they have a finite amount of eggs. They can only have, or they're only fertile in a, in mm-hmm. a, a limited window. And what? How often can women produce a child? What every nine months best. Mm-hmm. So having a child for a woman is a very dangerous act. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of risk. It's a lot of investment. So some would argue that biologically, women over time have been well. Actually, I want to be a bit more picky who I sleep around with because mm-hmm. it's, you know, assuming you're doing it for having a child, mm-hmm. it's it's a dangerous act and I could mm-hmm. die from it. You know, it's only very recently women weren't dying in enormous rates of yeah, childbirth. Yeah, there weren't enough, um, like, protection services for childbirth as well at the time. And if you think of men yeah. on the contrary, men, will we have unlimited semen, you know, <laughs> we can yeah, have, yeah. you know, it's actually genetic, it's like, evolutionary speaking, it's better for us to sleep around because it's more but likely. But do you, do you feel like that's, that, I mean, okay, my, my scientific knowledge is not vast, but do you feel like that is definitely something that's much more enhanced by social pressures? Like, no, so my, I think the reason is the fundamental biological reason. I and then disagree. What, and what culture does is culture yeah. arises from biology. Yeah. So we, mm. Somewhat, I'd say that's true, but also I feel like a lot of it is to do with like power and balance and thriving off of that and maintaining roles and ideas that maintain mm. that. But yeah, go on. But I think, yeah, I mean, 
we've it's a bit of a deeper question but where does culture come from it's yeah culture essentially from my point of view from a from a scientific point of view and I'm, i don't mean that passionizing me i kind of talk very mm. you know I, everything i say comes from an evolutionary point of view no but that's I, I was, good I did science, no I people can actually science. learn stuff um culture arises in society for um it's to so if you think Culture is 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 kind of ways of living that mm. we teach to our young and we teach yeah. to our to our peers. Now, human beings, as I said before, like we have some key things that we want to do to survive. We are mm. we we we're very advanced, but at the end of the day, we're just animals. Yeah, trying to survive. And what we what culture would do is culture would take things that would benefit our survival and and mm. spread them. Um, and monogamy could be one of them. So mm. why is monogamy so you know? I mean the thing is though obviously like as I as I mentioned earlier like there's a lot of you know there are a number of gender identities and genders and they like you know non-binary people still practice monogamy like I I feel like it's still a very popular idea that doesn't just exist for cis men and cis like women Mm -hmm. I I feel like it is extending beyond that yeah and like it is still very much like you know favored as a practice for you know a multitude of different types of people and and there has to be a reason for that it, it can't just you know benefit particular gender roles i mm. think it does extend beyond that i think it's a comfort um so like looking at yeah, beyond why completely. men like cis men and, and like like to sleep around or why you know cis women might feel a bit more pressured by society to 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 kind of land in a monogamous relationship I know I felt those pressures growing up and I definitely felt like being like slut shamed mm. that that structure of monogamy doesn't just benefit me like it benefits like everyone so yeah. why is it still so popular like what is it particularly about it so yeah I mean why I was talking so like it might have sound, sounded outdated and you know that doesn't apply to our modern society I was trying to look at origin mm. so I was trying to look far back to society when you know we weren't so developed we were just kind of trying to survive uh, and that's I was trying to, to figure basics. out the origins yeah um, obviously society is in, in infinitely more complex than it was mm. um you know a thousand years ago but I my my argument is that it, the the idea originated from historical humans right and it's been yeah. passed down and it's it's changed now so monogamy is an idea that is permeates in a lot of different cultures now that mm. I mean maybe didn't exist back then or like um or different ideas that have come around um but yeah the point I'm I'm trying to explain the source yeah but it, I'm not saying it only applies to cis you know cis men cis, cis no 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 I know I was just I was just like playing devil's advocate and like trying to look at like not devil's advocate that wasn't quite right I wasn't like disagreeing with you I was more like just looking at why is it still so popular like why because the society we're in now is vastly different in terms Mm. of how we identify ourselves and um how how many people not all people but perceive gender and sexuality you know there's a vast number of sexualities emerging that people are talking about and there has to be like a reason for why it's still so favored because it is the most favored form of um relationship structure and yeah so i mean i think I think the point of this podcast suggesting that there's no one answer to that question, isn't it? I mean, there's a yeah, lot of ideas on why monogamy still exists today, but I was, there's there's many reasons, and some of the reasons that mm. you provided and some of the reasons I provided all carry weight, yeah, um, to a degree. And this why it's such an interesting topic to talk about because yeah. there's no clear answer. Do you, know, you think has different... so? Like as one good like roundup point, do you feel like it's important to speak to your partner, I, aka moi, about? The relationship you're in and continue to dissect it like do you think that's quite important for you like do you 
I don't know, like not like like think about the relationship you're in without like in a mindful manner. Continue to question it. Is that important for you? Yeah, of course. Um, and why? Sorry, I don't know why I sound like a TV <laughs> presenter. <laughs> why would you say that's quite important? What to analyze a relationship? Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have an answer for that one. Like, why? Why do you like? Why do you think this conversation is important that we're having right now? Oh, so that's it. Yeah, so to round the whole thing up. No, no, no um, just interested. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess it's just it's an interesting topic for me. I mean, I like mm. to think about where things came from, why ideas mm. exist, and um, you know, and I kind of want to understand. Some people the find these kind of conversations quite difficult. Talking about. Cause, yeah, because we've been criticising the shit out of it. That, that can be hard for a lot of couples. Well, I agree. Um, I do agree. And I think a lot of that's rooted in insecurity. Mm, so yeah. I think a lot of people, when they hear their partner say, well, mention anything about lust or like whether well, monogamous yeah. might not be a thing, I think it's so, oh, well, they don't like me. That means like we're breaking down. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not valuable. And it's like, yeah, definitely. And I'm not saying that anyone who finds these conversations are insecure i'm just thinking yeah, yeah. i think the idea it can it, be a reason it could it can be a reason but there's other reasons there's there's, there's jealousy and do you do maybe you, people just find it uncomfortable do you feel like you've do you feel like there has ever been a point in your life where you couldn't have had these conversations with partners and do you think you've evolved because of your experiences and that's why like have you always felt able to have these kind of discussions because no. i haven't no, my I other relationships i could never have had these this conversation well not to sound like I'm tooting my own horn, but I think we we do have a healthy relationship and we trust yeah. each other. Yeah, so we, we can have these difficult conversations and know that it doesn't mean that, oh, he's, he's, he's just off sleeping with someone behind yeah. our back because I think There's we've made it quite clear. There's faith there, isn't there, that we're, that we're committed and we're very, very happy. Yeah. I think, I think friendship and connection, it goes back to that thing you first, first said at the beginning, um, which is I want to have a friend. And I would say that's the most important thing for me. Like delving into this whole discussion, I think... A friendship is the most important thing for building any type of relationship, whether it be monogamous or um, polyamorous or, you know, whatever, opening it up for a while. I think as long as you still have underlying friendship, respect for one another's yeah. needs, and you put it beautifully at the beginning, far better than I ever could, but you want to take your ego out of it and just put yourself, put your partner before yourself. Yeah. I think if you can continue to do that, the relationship structure ultimately, hopefully doesn't ever matter. Yeah, I agree. Um for me, fundamentally, any relationship, whether it be romantic, monogamous, friendship, it has to be a situation in which you both want the best for each other mm -hmm. um, and you grow together, you have each other's needs in mind and if it ever becomes authoritarian or you, yeah. you kind of try and control that person or you, or you, jealousy might come into it, those are those are things that can, can damage a relationship. Agree. And that doesn't matter if it's friendship, if it's a romantic relationship. Yeah. I think that's what we should always strive for. We should always strive for ensuring that other person is is developing in some and, way yeah getting getting you want the best for them going. you really want to see them if you really love someone you want to see them thrive like yeah, i don't want to see you miserable with me i'd like yeah. to see you with me for a long time but happy, happy. yeah to yeah. yeah and i think as long as you do that you can you can have a relationship um, so i feel like relationships extend beyond structure and monogamy i think they're all about yeah each other and I think that can exist in any relationship structure if you have the right communication it might just be more difficult than others yeah thank you Rory this has been a bit of a weird one for us so thank you for tuning in obviously talking about some pretty vulnerable topics here but hope you learned something and 
um yeah it's been fun thanks i hope other people can find some value from the or rant and yeah. maybe make them feel a bit more comfortable talking about talking to your partners about this about... and it doesn't mean you're gonna break up it just you know it, it can be really healthy yeah so yeah for now i'm emily and this is rory and thanks, emily. yeah you're welcome <laughs> over and out see you guys soon bye